0: Ask Paul episode 12 is the Premier League podcast where Liverpool and Arsenal viewpoints collide. It's your boy, Mr. Drew, and... And it's Guna Rose. Guna Rose, where have you been?
1: I've been around. Um, I mean, I've hollered at you a few times.
0: You hollered at me, I had to come <laughs> to your house, keep my two metres distance. Yeah. And um, here we are
1: again. We may or may not be wearing face masks. I'll let you determine that.
0: For the purpose of the podcast and promoting uh, good hygiene and COVID practices, I'll say we are. Yeah. Even though you can hear us clearly. So, since we last podded, the season has actually started. (laughs) Yeah. Since we last podded, you actually won a trophy.
1: We won a trophy under Mikel Arteta, uh, which was the last pod, my emergency FA Cup podcast from somewhere near Wembley. We won't say where. You
0: sounded more emotional than Javi Martinez. Is it Javi Martinez? Your goalkeeper, ex-goalkeeper? Uh, M- Emmy Martinez. Emmy
1: um, uh, Happy Martinez Habi? is the uh, very good player that plays for Bayern Munich. Oh, I was think, slightly so. different positions Wrong and, Martinez. and skill sets. Yes, exactly.
0: But you're emotional, Martinez, since departed the club. We'll get into that later. Yeah. And you were more emotional than him.
1: I, I was more emotional than him. It was a surprise winning the FA Cup. I think that marked a really good end to the season and a good start for Arteta. And I think uh, you won some trinket as well on the way, didn't you? Um and had well some... we tried
0: to win the charity shield and didn't happen did it
1: no you didn't so I mean I don't count the charity shield as a trophy when people say you've won two titles I think that's I think that's a bit much don't you
0: also since then apart from not having Martinez leaving the club Liverpool wiped the floor with Arsenal in the league <laughs> yeah. Arsenal knocked us out of the League Cup yeah uh, Man City and Man United suffered really heavy defeats which was funny. But then we got slapped up by Villa, which was less funny. Gunasaurus lost his job. Mesut Ozil, who's still employed by Arsenal, was offered to pay Gunasaurus to keep him in a job uh, when most people don't want Mesut Ozil in a job. And um, what else has happened? Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the most informed strike in football. Where would you like to start?
1: Well, I mean, all that against the backdrop of Covid as well. So it's been a really interesting time. And uh, we're sorry we left you this long without uh, talking about some of these things. Big
0: apologies. I'd like you to make a commitment now, Gunnarose. I'm going to make a commitment that we shall be more forthcoming with the pod action.
1: Yeah, let's do that. And let's uh, elbow touch to uh, seal the deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Done. Okay. Um, so as you said, lots to cover. So how about we start with, um, I mean, we talked about end of seasons, which were happy endings for both of us. Mm. How about we start with the beginning of this season, which, you know, very short preseason before we got into it. Opening fixture, uh, Liverpool-Leeds. Do you want to tell us about that a bit? Well,
0: look, interestingly enough, I thought that the entertainment couldn't get much better than that. But then I (laughs) saw Leeds (laughs) against Man City, which was the best game of football I've seen this season. But yeah, that was pretty much um, uh, a typical Liverpool 16-17 game. Yes. Uh, Klopp just coming through the door, or been there, season or so. And it was just... uh,
1: manic. It was manic.
0: Chaotic. I didn't enjoy it. No. I don't like chaos.
1: I don't think you enjoyed it. I don't think Klopp or Bielsa enjoyed it but it was hell of a lot of fun for the rest of us um, and I think that was one of the best games, opening games for the new season. It was really yeah, it was just crazy. The goals that Leeds scored coming up to Old Trafford uh, Traf- going to Anfield and and attacking basically.
0: So we just squeaked that one, 4-3. Yeah. The Salah bagging a penalty with five minutes or so to go and at that point I was thinking yeah I mean this is just going to be like last season
1: well you know the warning signs were there weren't they uh the fact that they attacked you in numbers which I think is what Villa did and we'll get on to that game do we have to in a minute well yes because um I have to talk about the Arsenal game (laughs) and uh you know I mean I'll talk about very quickly about the game we played against Fulham which you know promised many things 3-0 but it was Fulham we've got a very good record against Fulham and you know my overriding reaction Scott Parker I don't know if he's got to do Scott enough. Parker there's who looks, nothing we can do about this he looks very dapper on the sidelines I'll give Scott Parker this he shows up <laughs> he sounds like dressed a Victorian chimney sweep but dresses like a Wall Street banker dresses like a royal I think yeah. with the parting and everything um, so the Fulham game was great full of promise you know Gabriel maga I think is the correct pronunciation. Did, had his debut and did very well. Scored a goal as well. Really enjoyed that, but, you know, knew it was Fulham. And then, of course, the Arsenal game came to pass, uh, which was the league game where we went up to Anfield. And I always knew that was going to be a difficult game. But for me, that game meant a lot in terms of how far we have really come. You were pissed off about that when I, I spoke to you about so it. I was so annoyed. Like,
0: even after you'd won the League Cup match, yeah. you just still weren't having it. There was no joy there's no joy in what, what,
1: there was no joy in that game where was the joy in that game there was Why no joy in that game you progress to the
0: next round. look at my Mikel Arteta jumping oh. up and down like a well, sailor and on the, the Carabao
1: bench. Cup is, which is more important the Carabao Cup or the Charity Shield these two trophies are trophies that I don't really worry about too much
0: if you're a Tottenham fan they'll mean everything
1: if, if you're a Tottenham fan of course it does and if you're Jose Mourinho it means everything too um, but if we talk about the Liverpool Arsenal game the things that hurt me not disappointed but hurt me about that game were the way we played in the first half particularly Mm. um it was obvious that when we were playing out from the back um and the way Liverpool press and put that press on and we were trying to beat the press it wasn't working but we still persisted with it and so
0: was it a tactical thing or personal issue would you say it
1: was I think it was it was both, but I think mostly it was a tactical thing. Yeah, because Mikel so flopped that one. I, yeah, I feel I feel like he did, and yeah, this, he chickened
0: out, and then he was very effusive in his praise of uh, yeah. manager and the players afterwards. He, he felt felt like uh, listening to Roy Hodgson
1: or Unai Emery, which is what <laughs> worried me the most. If he stuck a good evening in there, it's I would have like, nothing like, we could do. I, I was really worried at the end of that game. I was worried about the way we played. And what I was like, also, it's painful to watch. There was no creativity. Did we have a shot on target? It was just so painful to watch. You know, you've got to be one thing. Like, if you're not going to win the games, try and at least, you know, do what Leeds do. They're attractive trying to play football. Have an identity. Be about something. Or if you're going to play like, the Jose Mourinho way with a low block and you know make it painful to watch then win the game but we did ni- neither of Did that. you go
0: into the game expecting that you could get something out of it?
1: I really wanted us to get a point because mm. that would show that we'd progressed and I realised that the result we got at the end of last season when you came to the Emirates and we you know we obliterated you with a 2-1 win <laughs> Uh, oh. we
0: never stood a chance
1: after after you had like what was wave it?
0: after wave was
1: it 30 shots on target <laughs> and we had two i think our performance there was
0: better than the one at anfield this season you
1: had so many shots on target to our two and and we won that game so i always knew that was a fluke the, the charity shield or whatever they're calling it now um felt a bit more even but and you know that was penalties that decided it's still encouraging because you had more players out than we did yeah so that that felt a bit more encouraging. So maybe that gave me false hope going to Anfield. And I don't hold much water by this whole thing of the home team, the away team, because there's no fans at the mm. moment. So it shouldn't make Which a difference. Which
0: is why I think there's going to be a good two or three sobering results for Liverpool at Anfield this season. Yes. Because of the emotional connection that we have with...
1: With your home ground.
0: With uh, the 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 crowd, basically. Yeah. And with them not being there. Although, you know... Burnley aside towards the end of last season, we've continued where we left off. Yeah. You can still
1: see the cracks. Yeah. So I I mean, it's not that I thought you were weak and we would have a chance to get you. I just wanted to see us perform better. Mm. And it not not even that we needed to win. Um, I, I was hopeful for a point, but not even that we needed to win, but we just needed to be better. And I don't think the performance we gave at Anfield was better than the performance we gave in the charity shield. Or even the performance we gave at the Emirates where we were under the cosh, like completely under the cosh, but we resisted. Either we did some amazing defending and Liverpool were a bit kamikaze in their finishing. But I just felt like this one was like we almost gave up before we started the game. On the flip
0: side, it was a supreme first half performance by Liverpool. Yeah, everyone says that, but we played into your
1: hands, didn't we?
0: I think they really took you to task.
1: I, I think we played into your hands.
0: I do. One thing that concerns me is... And it has done for a while. You know, when we look at how he got slapped up by Villa, where every attack looked like it was going to be a goal, and seven of them were. Yeah. We have to expend a lot of effort, generally, to get a result. I don't think you're going to be able to do that for three seasons, and I think they need to find a better way of controlling matches. And maybe with the introduction of Thiago Alcantara, they can do that a bit better.
1: Maybe, but that's Klopp in a nutshell, isn't he? That's why they said his football rock and roll, because it's hard and it it's heavy evolved. metal. Yeah, it's he's found hard-going. different
0: ways. He's like a bit of a Swiss army knife. This <laughs> Liverpool team he's found different ways to cut teams open, which is why we had so many narrow wins last season, uh-huh. why we amassed so many points over two seasons.
1: That may be true. I would say that, the, um, the thing that struck me about Liverpool was that, and I think this is where you've suffered with the Villa game, is you play that high line, which is something Bayern Munich do too, and you've decided that's the way you're going to play. It. But you play it on the basis that you're so good at the pressing game that you know, you're know you more not, and it works, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up in a position where you're actually winning so the ball back and attacking. Let's attack get it. the
0: Villa game out of the way. Because <laughs> quite frankly, I don't know where if to start I've managed to speak about it since no i haven't i've not watched much tv since i've basically blocked out media and going in straight into international week that was hard going into work on a monday off the back of that you wake up it's one of those did it really happen oh Sugar, it did. <laughs> now I've got to face the rest of the week. I,
1: I mean, it's good for you to have a bit of humility, Liverpool fans. I think and just remember what it's like being on the other side of a pasting. Yeah, that's
0: fine. However, when you lose by that kind of margin, your biggest Premier League mm. defeat ever in yeah. your lifetime, That's uh, and the biggest of your manager's career as well, yeah. to a team that just escaped relegation, that's a problem and very concerning.
1: Well, is it? Because everyone's gone the other way with it and said... Um, actually, that's an anomaly because it is so freakish. Whereas when you see what happened to United and what happened to City, everyone's like, "Oh, well, you need to be worried about them." But Liverpool, that's just an anomaly.
0: We'll see because we made Jack Grealish look like Iniesta meets Vieira meets Gerard.
1: meets Paul Gascoigne. According meets to Paul the Gascoigne, yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, credit to the lad, he he played really well. Mm. Do you um, ever feel like their their striker? Just
1: love to kick him on the shin though, because I mean that really yeah,
0: annoys he, me. He those like, yeah, he looks yeah, he looks like a bit of a git with his rolled down yeah, socks and his kind of, bit cocky and all uh, that yeah. kind of stuff. But then also, I was really impressed by their new striker, Ollie Watkins.
1: Ollie Watkins.
0: I remember sending someone uh, a text or WhatsApp saying, <laughs> we got got Alcantara for less than Oily Watkins. We've got to transfer business as oh, wow. this. He scored a first half hat-trick against us. I can't yeah. remember a player scoring a first half hat-trick against us.
1: No, but then, well, I'm going to say Al Sharvin, but that probably wasn't our first our half hat-trick. hat-trick. Yeah, uh, But um, I think that the thing to think about with the, and you probably watched it more closely, the game more closely, maybe through fingers, closed fingers, but... Email, it was the same tactic that they used to score the goals. Like, over and over and over again. Yeah. But it looked uh, like the Liverpool point players are you, drunk. And at what point did your team go, do you know what, we've been being, being Like yeah. this is goal number five, whatever. We've been beaten by that. We should probably try something else.
0: They, they just weren't at the races all day. It was just a complete shambles. And I think even Jurgen Klopp struggled as well, tactically. But I think what was interesting to me is I'm part of a couple of Liverpool forums, maybe three. Yeah, Uh, and what we were talking about before the game which concerns me is how are we going to cope without Alisson it shouldn't be that much of a crisis at a top level club that your keeper gets injured usually that keeper is going to be the undisputed number one they're going to play all your games he walk into that side but it shouldn't be that there's a significant drop off and it's almost as if Adrian was thinking to himself, you think it could get bad? I'll show you how bad it could be in the first two minutes or whatever it was. And a shambolic shambolic attempted pass out. He's not Allison, so I don't know why he tries to be. Well,
1: because he was probably told to pass. He just set the the tone. He set
0: the tone in a really awful way. And I don't want to put all the blame on him. Sorry, Rosie. I don't want to put all the blame on him. But I think from that point, the players' chins were on the floor and could not pick them up. Uh, aside from the fact we didn't have our best player,
1: okay, Sadio Mane available. You don't pack it all in just because your keeper's a bit dodgy.
0: Like I said, it wasn't all on him, Yeah, but it was significant that he should do that in the first few minutes.
1: And that's still no excuse for Lincoln conceding seven seven you know when they have to spell it out on the thing seven because you can't actually believe it's that much. yeah it's only when they get to seven that they spell it out you know that don't you yeah
0: when i get doing it the boris score. said can i have six but yeah we, we went for seven <laughs> so, <laughs> it was it was traumatic
1: so you have to think about okay um why didn't the players at half time at least come back out thinking okay start again you know we we kind of messed up there allison messed up we weren't at it why did you then go on to Adrian, concede? A- Adrian, Adrian. There's a difference. What did I say?
0: Not the bum that we got off a beach <laughs> last summer who West Ham wanted nothing to do with because they had Randolph in goal. But yeah, Adrian,
1: yeah. Okay. Adrian, you know, you can blame the keeper for the initial setting the tone for the first half, but you should have reset, come out second half there should
0: have been more and you should, and have, you should never yeah. plummet to those depths
1: it felt like you just all went Look, let's jack it in like get through today we're on the international break or the other theory is you had more players sick than you
0: thought you had yeah yeah I mean that's crazy to me that we've got these internationals going on and players are flying all around the world yeah. in the middle of a pandemic and Liverpool have suffered Shaqiri Simicas if I said it incorrectly yeah. Marne and New and Tiago all been injured. But let's hope that on the other end, and we'll get into next week's fixtures. Yeah. That uh we see a response.
1: So um just before we wrap up this uh painful conversation for you, because look we I don't know we, had. we don't know when the next time will be when we'll get to have this conversation where Liverpool seven, S E V E N, Villa two, when uh we'll have this time to to kind of pick up these uh faults in the Liverpool team because, you know, they were pretty faultless last season until the end. Do you think you're a bit of a one-man team dependent on Mane?
0: (laughs) Sadio is significant, isn't he? And that's the reason we brought in Diego Jota. We could talk transfers as we go through this. I am not 100% convinced by Jota. I'm happy he's there because I think he's more of a... Viable option off the bench than Origi is. Yeah. And then maybe Brewster at this stage of his career would have been. However, I still look at it. I don't see him as the threat to Firmino in terms of his style of play that we need him to be.
1: He's not Timo Werner, basically.
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you may think I'm obsessed with Timo Werner. From a Liverpool perspective, I slightly... Was because yeah. I thought he was such a great fit. He's looking good at but Chelsea. He's, he's he's not he's not got the pace and directness and power that Sadio shows. Plus, is uh, able to sh- to do his thing up front and get 20, 25 goals a season. Yeah. I don't see that in in Jota. So you my my concern is. Yeah, he's a good player to come in, but yeah, this, the drop-off with Sadio is significant. But any, play, any player of that quality would be missed by their team.
1: Okay, so since we are on transfers, what, what would you, how would you rate your transfer? Window, a solid then? seven. Okay, um, based on? So
0: three players we brought in were Simicast at left-back to stand in for Andy Robertson. If he ever gets injured, never seems to. But when he does, Milner is a significant drop. So that's positive, we hope. And then we brought in Jota, who I mentioned not completely convinced by, but can play across a front three. And finally, Alcantara. Everyone loves a good transfer saga, and that was ours. Yeah. And you know how it feels when you're chasing a player of high calibre, and you're wondering, can we get him in? I do. You know, can we match Everton with their uh, James <laughs> Rodriguez? James to you. James to me, whilst he's well, at Everton. He
1: hates that, doesn't he?
0: Good. So he'll <laughs> remain James. So... It was positive. I think it's still a question mark over whether we have someone who's an upgrade to score goals. Yeah. And there's definitely a blind spot for Klopp and recruitment team. I think it's Klopp personally when it comes to goalkeepers. Mm. So, Alisson aside, I know that's a big aside because he's been amazing. If you look at the players that he has brought in, such as Karius. Yep. And Adrian off the beach, you know that he just tends to give people a chance, too much of a chance in that position. I don't know. And Alisson has a history of not necessarily staying fit.
1: I think good goalkeepers are hard to come by. And so you say he's got a blind spot, but actually I remember thinking the same about Wenger. We've had a whole run of keepers under Wenger that, you know, Rami Shaban, we had so many Keepers that you it is
0: difficult, but it, I think if you look at pretty much Which most team, of the top six, okay, they don't have calamity keepers in reserve. We don't know yet, because
1: we, we got rid of Emmy Martinez, who was basically, we had two first choice keepers there.
0: But you get Emmy Martinez for a while, and he did the job for you last right. season when Leno wasn't
1: there. Right? He's now gone.
0: And we're hopeful for your new keeper.
1: We don't really know. Rune Arson. Sounds uh, like you're swearing at me. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Rune Runarson. <laughs> Rune Alex Runarsson. And he, he never um,
0: would have survived in the <laughs> English secondary school.
1: No. And um, I mean, we are talk about Arsenal transfers now then. So, Alex uh, Runa, Rune Alex Runarsson came in for one and a half million and on the recommendation of our new goalkeeping coach, who we nicked from Brentford. My understanding was actually that Arsenal wanted the Brentford keeper, the number one keeper, who's David Raya or Raya. It could be Raya, could be Raya. He's Spanish anyway, and that uh, he so maybe it's David. He um he basically <laughs> was supposed to come in to um to re- replace Emmy Martinez, and like Emmy's been brilliant for us. But I understand why he had to go. He wanted to be first choice keeper. He's in his late twenties. He wanted to be able to beat Liverpool. <laughs> he's exactly he's, he seems to have been in <laughs> in teams that beat Liverpool. He's, you know, he's in his late 20s um and he wanted that guarantee of being first choice and he, we couldn't give that to him and you know I think that was right that we couldn't give that to him because but Leno's also a good keeper. We had genuinely two number one keepers there. That's what I'm saying and that's what but we top team Don't need. anymore. That's what I'm worried about. So what I understand about the um the keeper we've got an Icelandic guy as I said, worked with the um, new goalkeeping coach we've got, but was out in the uh was playing for a French team, Dijon. You know, I'm not even sure if they're in Liga or if they're in the league below, and couldn't get in to the first team there.
0: Dude, we're not transfer snobs around here. Remember, Gunduzi came from oh, whatever club yeah, it was, and, and Robertson was relegated.
1: Yeah, look, no, I don't. I that's not about it, you know. And Koshelny, you know, we've got plenty of examples at the Arsenal. But if you're the keeper. You need to be... And you're coming in as a second keeper. I thought he was coming in as our third keeper, potentially. If you're coming in as a second keeper, you should be the number one in a lower division team. You so you're should anxious be.
0: anxious about the, the dropper from Leno? Okay, who else have you from, got?
1: Not from Leno. Well, from Leno and from Martinez, definitely. And I, I'm not sure that there's many other teams that have got good second-choice keepers. Maybe Chelsea now. And um, so the other... Signing that came in that was also quite significant for us, as I mentioned, opening game of the season, Gabriel Magaish, who scored uh, the his first goal in the Fulham game. But you know, looks really good as a defender. He's quick. He's good on the one on ones.
0: He's young again, right, like he's, Saliba. Yep, he's young. It'll take a while. You got to give him a chance.
1: Well, but I think he's actually got a bit more experience than Saliba, um, having played for Lille. And uh, Saliba has had some injuries, so looks like he'll be going out on loan. And then we got Willian in from Chelsea. I'm always a bit wary about people coming in from Chelsea <laughs> and using Arsenal as a retirement We're home. coming an
0: annual thing yeah. for you guys. Last Let's year, David Luiz.
1: David Luiz. We had Peter Cech before that. We had William Gallas before that. We've had so many from Chelsea. It never seems to be That's an upgrade. True. It always seems to be a bit of a downgrade. Um, and, and I, you know, I think Willian, he showed really well for the Fulham game, but he hasn't necessarily, he didn't particularly show well for the Liverpool game. He hasn't necessarily proven to show well for these next he's games. He's not a player
0: at that age, uh, in that position he's in, who has or will continue to do a lot of damage from week to no. week. You're meant to use him sparingly. And also, from what I can see, he's meant to give Pepe a bit of a kick up the bum
1: as well. I, I think so. Um, and I think he's a bit more... He provides a bit more security and experience that that um, Arteta will be looking for. And listen, we're only four games in, so too early to judge. But then the most sort of uh, you know pleasing transfer was obviously Partey coming in at the last minute, M- mainly because Do you I like a
0: transfer saga. I, raising?
1: I don't because I think we've been put through <laughs> it too often as Arsenal fans. And usually, um, your transfer sagas <clears> end quite well. Not always, not always. Um, normally they end in disappointment where...
0: I mean, who's your last one? Zaha maybe, but then you had Pepe um, and the Arsenal fans he, were pleased with yeah.
1: him. Yes, um, I didn't feel like the Zaha one was a saga. For me, a saga is, you know, like it, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it just goes on and on and on. I didn't feel the Zaha one was really that. Um, but um, And in recent times, it's been slightly less painful. I like when we got Kieran Tierney in without fuss. That just happened, um, you know, so...
0: No one gets too excited uh, by left-backs,
1: but yeah. I'll no, but point. he's... You know, when you're talking about drop-offs and upgrades, I mean, Tierney is... Like, the difference when Tierney plays versus when he doesn't play... Versus Klasnac. Is, is, ...is terrible um, when it's Klasnac in there. So, you know, as so, we've so been let's, saying... Let's talk about...
0: Parte and there's many uh, puns that can be drawn from that name which wow. is, which is your favorite right now?
1: Well, the the, the uh, what's trending is no Thomas no Parte, as they say. Was and that uh,
0: not uh, an Arsenal official line? It is an Arsenal official line. Yeah.
1: yeah, no Thomas no Parte, yeah. and, and that's his um, that's his line now. Um I'm surprised no one with let's get the Parte started. Um there's, continues. There, there's been so many um any Anything with the word party in it is I like is to party. Worse. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's a shame the fans aren't there because I'm sure there'd be some good terrace chants. You probably have
0: about five chants to choose from.
1: Yeah. And the headline writers are happy too because yeah. it's too easy. Too easy. No challenge there, really. Um, but in terms of the player we're getting, everybody says we're getting a really good player and at a really good price as well. Um, not just... I mean, we've been lacking that sort of person who can do... What Vieira used to do in midfield was people used to... Think that Vieira is just a defensive midfielder. He could do so much more. He linked the. Rose, be the, careful!
0: Be careful! He of linked the attack. Summoning that name, <laughs> the spirit of Vieira, is exactly what we've been <laughs> looking for. I think for this the is, past twenty uh, years. I
1: think this is the closest <laughs> we're going to get to a Vieira. Like, yeah, I'm pretty player. sure
0: you said that about Torreira at some point.
1: Maybe I did. Maybe I mean, Abu Diaby was the one we really thought was a
0: Vieira. <laughs> Can never stay fit. Well,
1: like the you know, we won't go back into how that happened. Okay. But uh, you let's, know,
0: let's look to the future.
1: I do think, based on what he's what he's capable of, and based on the manager he will have in Mika Arteta, he's a perfect type of player for Mika Arteta, and he's a perfect type of player for Miko Arteta's team and vision of this team. So
0: I like how you guys did. Atletico Madrid over. <laughs> I like that because they At at one point it looked like they were gonna take Torreira off you and not and yeah. leave you hanging and you not yeah. getting your play in return, yeah. right? And also you guys triggered the clause the yeah, right no. way. You didn't piss about like nah. you did with Suarez. You you did it the right way. You had your facts in front of you, yeah, and you knew it was gonna be activated and all be good. And it was on transfer deadline day. That has got to be satisfying because I can't remember yeah. a deadline day transfer where you've been so keen to get a player in from a Liverpool perspective and it happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. I mean we're lucky that's happened a couple of times for us as Arsenal fans, but it that happens less often than you like. But you're right, it was really satisfying to do Atletico Madrid that way because, you know, whilst we were trying to negotiate with them for Thomas Partey and they was like, no, we're not selling him. Have Thomas Lamella, <laughs> have this guy. <laughs> we were like, no. And then they were like, well, you know, we're quite. Thomas interested. Lamar. Thomas Lamar, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I remember we were about to buy him for, well, apparently £60 million. Pounds I he was going to be the next big point.
1: thing, wasn't he, coming out of France? Um, so they were trying to get rid of, you know, players they didn't want to us and take uh, Lucas Torreira. And we were like, no. And I like the fact that we didn't warn Atletico that we were going to trigger. And the first they found out about it was when La Liga picked up the phone <laughs> and said, "Hey, they triggered." It yeah, it was. But and they were very bitter about it, weren't they? Because they uh... <laughs> yeah, but 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 yeah. yeah,
0: but we but, triggered it. Yeah. it's just like with Barca when they had to sell um, Neymar. Yeah. And there was nothing, nothing like, they it was, could do. What we'd do is we'd put a clause in your contract, which no one will ever trigger. <laughs> and uh, definitely not on deadline day.
1: And oh, now here gone. they come. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's brilliant for us. Let's see what he's like. Um, he, he, I'll give him a couple of games to kind of get used to playing in the Premier League, which, as Kai Havertz has said, is intense. And exhausting. Um, but I think he's going to be a really good addition for us.
0: Wow, I forgot we beat Chelsea. <laughs>
1: yes, you did. Wow. You did.
0: How far, how far we we fallen?
1: But I think Chelsea made the same mistake we did. They didn't attack you. They they gave you too much respect, maybe.
0: All right, let's keep it trying. So, so you've got Partey. Yes. You got rid of Martinez. Let's talk about a couple of, if we're talking midfielders. Yeah. Discussed to already. <laughs> That you've let go, right? Right. Because, Terrero side, you've also released Guendouzi. How do you feel about that? Because a couple of years ago, there was high, high hopes for Guendouzi. yeah Obviously, his attitude, from what we're led to believe, isn't quite what mm. the manager would have liked, to say the least. Yeah. And he was frozen out, and you won trophies in between that time. Yeah. And now he's gone. Is he on a gone on loan? He's gone on loan.
1: He's gone on loan to Hertha Berlin. But when he comes back from that loan, there'll only be a, a year left on his contract. And It doesn't look to me like he'll I be mean, that's, that's, uh, that contract. I
0: mean, that's a bit of a step down. He's gone from Arsenal to Hertha Berlin.
1: But at least he'll get to play. And he'll be with maybe a manager who'll give him a fresh start.
0: How did we get to this point? Well, Guna Rose. You know,
1: look, I'm I'm sort of over him. I'm over him. Wow. I'm over you, Mattia. And I'll tell you why. Because I think um, Arteta was fair when he came in and said... Doesn't matter where you were under the last manager, I will give you a fresh start. And it he proved it with Danny Tobias, who was out of the team for a bit, but then jumped in and now, you know, Arteta relies on him. He proved it with Shaka. Yeah, right.
0: Arteta relies on him. Danny Tobias, he's a bit fair weather, let's yeah, I say. I don't
1: I don't think that's true. I don't think I think we improved when when he came on The second half at Anfield what i'm
0: saying is he likes the sunshine and early season
1: no i don't think that's true cuz when we had the <laughs> when when um when we came back from the restart and he was fit he he was injured he was fit and he was under my, arteta's gives clear instruction maybe it's the old Spanish thing, but he really... Yeah, I we like he,
0: to hear Arteta's clear instructions in he, the empty stadium.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in all his many languages. He, I think he really, you know, Danny Sabias really likes working with Arteta, thinks Arteta will get the best out of it. And then I think you think, you know, look at how he rehabilitated Shaka. Granite Shaka was persona mm. non grata and he gave him a chance and, you know, he's been a mainstay of his team. So I think everybody, even Ozil had a few games when Arteta first came in where he was like, go on, you know, prove yourself to me. So what did Matteo do? It must have been something quite bad that he did that annoyed Arteta so much that Arteta wasn't willing to give him a second chance.
0: What was amazing about it is he managed to piss off Neil Mopé and Arteta at the same time. At the same time. time, yeah. And uh, we didn't see him <laughs> no. since that
1: Brighton <laughs> game. Well, it wasn't just that Brighton game. There was an incident when they went on a warm weather training uh, uh, trip in Dubai, apparently. Yeah. He was really rude to staff. And You're right, it must players. have been pretty
0: bad because yeah.
1: he is only a teenager and you probably make yeah. allowances exactly. for his his youth. And I'm, I'm guessing that no route back. maybe Mateo was too stubborn to say sorry or do what it was that Arteta was asking him to do. And, you know, that's why I'm over him. I swam over him when we were winning the FA Cup. At least Ozil was doing the decent thing and saying, "Well done, Gunners." Uh, Matteo Guendouzi. He, wasn't. he was
0: saying, yeah, ja, Gunners, Yeah, ja. ja.
1: Well, which is you know his well done, Gunners.
0: Let's let's talk about. Well, let
1: me just say, Matteo Guendouzi. Same day we won the FA Cup, posted a picture of himself in a swimming pool and said, <laughs> "Holidays." <laughs> <laughs> so, what we you know? Yeah. Who is he?
0: So the the lad may need a bit of uh, steer in the right direction. Yes, I think so, so let's touch quickly on Mesut. Ozil. because yeah. I thought by now we wouldn't have to be talking about mm. him anymore but he's still employed by Arsenal he's outlasted uh, Gunasaurus which is um, a, a big shock to everyone Wow, well, the so, Gunasaurus
1: thing is probably the worst thing that's happened Yeah, so let, let's talk
0: club. about Ozil and, and Gunasaurus and whichever order you like
1: Well, let's start with Gunasaurus first because that was a real shock to the system yeah, when you, I saw that
0: You guys, you guys let go, staff left, right and centre Yeah Gunasaurus has been there how many years?
1: He's been there twenty-seven years.
0: Surely it was time for a change, anyway. Let's be fair.
1: No, but we, you know, Gunasaurus is the right man for the job, uh, in the right. And apparently, Gunasaurus, has, you know, made many sacrifices for the club.
0: But surely needs someone with a bit more youth and um, who's. No, more I mean, flexible. Gunasaurus
1: is a dinosaur. They're not going to get younger. <laughs> he was never young to start with, right? So, <laughs> I think he's uh, never going to have progressive thinking. No, yeah. I, I, I mean. You probably
0: need a mascot with more tactical flexibility and perhaps you might retire the Dinosaur.
1: I don't think I don't think that's right. I think I think the dinosaur is there to remind us of where we've come from and where how far we've progressed as the a dark club, ages as a club <laughs> <laughs> and the tradition that we associate and yeah. hold so so dear to Arsenal.
0: What the Woolwich dinosaur?
1: Well, I mean, I'm just saying tradition. Dinosaurs don't they represent tradition? <laughs> that, <I> think, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: they represent regression. <laughs> so in my world,
1: so Gunasaurus apparently has had a bit of a reprieve in that Mesut Ozil has said. He will pay Gunasaurus's wages, (laughs) which I quite liked that he said. He could pay for another 10 Gunasaurus. he could. And and it was poor form for the club to announce Gunasaurus's extinction at the same time we pay Thomas Partey, 45 million. I love how how Mesut
0: Ozil came in there to try and shame up the club.
1: Meza Ozil, PR, PR stuntman. There's plenty uh, more
0: of that left because uh, as soon as he didn't get his move, yeah. Yeah. you knew he was going to ruffle well, a Well, he
1: also said, he said, uh, I will pay the wages of Gunasaurus as long as I'm an Arsenal player, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is pretty clever. Yeah. so He, he should
0: go into politics.
1: Yeah. But yeah, Meza. I think they'll cancel his contract at some point. Um, which is probably what he wants at this point. I think he wants to go somewhere on a free where he can really rake in the money because he is he's been left out of the Europa League squad and he's probably gonna be left out of the Premier League squad. Mm. So, so he's probably gonna end up in What would he be playing?
0: The Middle East or China.
1: I think where where league. they're willing to pay, he's, he's obviously decided playing football is not his priority. Mm. He just wants to earn money, and he's new father, isn't he? Relatively new father, so maybe he's basically settling into family life. But I don't think we'll see, um, we won't see Mesut Ozil in an Arsenal shirt again, sadly. And yeah, Gunasaurus's I've... future is reliant on on this. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean the way the world is now, nothing surprises me. No. So where would you like to take it next?
1: So I think, you know, let's try and uh, wrap up with a couple of things. Uh, I think let's have a quick conversation about... Oh,
0: before we do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry to remix your schedule here. But I just want to mention Riam Brewster and
1: how... Oh, yes. Disappointed?
0: I don't know if I'm disappointed. Because because ultimately the club makes such few... uh, poor decisions in the transfer market, goalkeepers aside, that I feel that they must be doing the right thing. Okay, Klopp, well. has, Klopp has seen him often enough, but he was one of those players who we had a lot of hope in as an attacking presence who could graduate to the first team yeah. and get a few games. And I think when you look around all the top six clubs, when you look at Harry Kane, who's been stupendously good for Tottenham, uh, you got the likes of Saka and Nketiah who are getting a chance at Arsenal, yeah. you've got... Mount and Abraham at Chelsea, Rashford, obviously, at Man United. They've all got these young players who've come through the ranks. I don't mean to sound like the whinging Liverpool fan when we've just become champions, Mm. but it is always that thing that plays in the back of my mind, that in order to keep the succession line going of attacking talent, you always have to have, ideally, at least one good young talent that's going to come through. you
1: had that in Trent Alexander-Arnold, didn't you?
0: He's a defender. He's
1: an attacking who, ta- he's an attacking my talent. My point
0: is we have Jones who we have high hopes for. However, I think Brewster in the eyes of Liverpool fans was the one mm. we we're pinning our hopes on, particularly yeah. after the under-19s world cup. So it was a bit of a shock to see him go. It's also a shock to see him go to Sheffield United. Why? Um let's say there are less than cosmopolitan team (laughs) that team in terms of the way they play I don't think ideally suited to Bruce's style and also he's gonna be struggling I thought if he could have gone to and maybe the offer wasn't there right but the option wasn't there he could have gone to a a Palace or a Newcastle or, or team that's got a bit of stability who um Let's say a, a a bit less of a get the ball in a box kind of team. I thought it would have suited them a bit better.
1: I don't know if you're being fed particularly Sheffield if you United. want to come
0: back to Liverpool.
1: I don't know if you're being fair to Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United have shown last season that they are a team that play football. They can play football. They do play football.
0: They do play football, but tend not not in the sense that you know if you look at Leeds, they play okay, football, but, right? You
1: know, Leeds play football in a different way from most teams. I mean, Sheffield United is a team that was promoted. You know, last season, they play football, they play football and they play football in an effective way. To get anyway, results. they're looking
0: pants now. I don't think they see Ram <laughs> Bruce, and I'm anxious about his future and how he's going to develop and whether we will activate that buyback clause okay. getting him back. It's
1: only four games into the season and you've got a buyback clause, which means that if he does do well, you can activate it. And if he doesn't, then there's no loss to you. You've made money on, on, on you know somebody who didn't fulfil their potential. Let's watch
0: his space and we'll leave it there. Sorry. Okay. I interrupted.
1: So you. yeah, so I was just saying, let's have a chat about some of the um, sort of wider things, big picture things, match day things. What we mm. used to call match day matters, and one of the biggest What um, matters.
0: Rosie what matters
1: one of the biggest thing that matters at the moment is people being able to watch their team play football (laughs) right we can they can't go into the stadium so they have to watch it on TV yeah and it's
0: available on TV right it is
1: it is is, well last month's games were all available on TV included in your current subscription package whatever that was BT Sport or Sky next month what's going to happen you're going to be paying 15 pound per game per game so you'll get the games that were gonna be part of your package anyway. And then these extra games that are being televised because people can't go to see them, they are the games you're gonna to have to pay the extra money for. And yes, fourteen ninety five. A bargain, according to the Premier League, fourteen ninety five. Under
0: fifteen pounds, as a marketing man will tell you.
1: Yeah. So now you were quite quick off the mark, as with many other fans, to say that this is a disgrace.
0: I was cheesed up. I was messaging you in the week.
1: And, And you and Gary Neville, to be fair, not were messaging me, but Gary Neville made his point as well, that this was a, he thought was a big mistake. I, if I was going to play devil's advocate, would say that from the Premier League's point of view, they'll say, well, these are games that weren't going to be available to you anyway. If you were going to go and watch these in the stadium, you'd be paying a lot more than 14.95 obviously you would pay a lot more because you'd be there in person but um you know should they make all the matches all the matches available to you for the money that you're already paying and then how are they going to cover the extra cost of covering those matches and how are they going to cover the shortfall
0: so these are questions which i'm glad to say it's not my job to be able to answer i would say that it's tricky for them because I've got a lot of money to claw back mm. but there's always something in how you deliver your message Well, how <laughs> and do you how, think, and how you package bad news rather than the actual news itself I don't know I just know that a 15 pound is far too much <laughs> to watch a spectacle that is devoid of the of, main thing that makes it appealing which is, which the, is fans. the fans and the atmosphere I don't mm. care how much fake noise you're pumping through the system right so you think they priced they overpriced it it. it's a cheapened product
1: yeah even if
0: it has to be 15 pounds i think they could have done more to proactively spin it okay a little more do you think they could have
1: thrown in some free t-shirts or something
0: and maybe and maybe they could have done a a good news, bad news sandwich <laughs> as they call it right
1: a shit sandwich a shit sandwich <laughs>
0: i'd i'd ra- i'd rather they would have put a bit more effort into that sky oh. sky generally aren't very good at that let's be honest
1: yeah. no well they they try their best, but i mean they've been on a bit of a downward uh downward curve uh, yeah that's me yeah
0: you're you're uh mobile using skills are on a downward curve. <laughs> yeah. You're calling people during the pod.
1: <laughs> right. Where do we need to start from again? No, carry on. So, um, I, I do think that, um, yeah. Okay. So Sky are on a bit of a downward curve since they lost champions league football. I don't think they've been the same since the champions <laughs> yeah, league. Recovered. Uh, they never recovered from that. And then they lost La Liga. So they're a shell of the, yeah. the product they were before. But so premier league is what they really rely on. And they still have the majority of premier league games. So it's really important for them that they can sell this as much as possible, almost as much as they sell transfer deadline day. It's like their big thing. But I mean, I think one thing they could have done to maybe soften the blow or maybe make it more attractive is if they said that, listen, we want to support our friends in the lower leagues, in the EFL. If you can pay for these games, we can pay a little bit of support, you know? Mm. Would fans have been more amenable to that? Well, maybe?
0: That's why, look... We're we're aggressively agreeing here because maybe not so aggressively, yeah. but we are essentially agreeing in the sense that <laughs> the messaging and part of the message was wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, yeah. and I also the way,
0: the way they package it up was just they completely underestimated the the feeling of the fans during a time may I stress where people are yeah. worried about being in work, yes, whether they can get jobs, yeah. Uh, where the next paychecks coming from where the next full paycheck yeah. is coming from some
1: people on two-thirds of their salary yeah.
0: Yet yeah they're carrying on as if everything is normal is is normal yeah. as long as we preserve the disgraceful salaries that the players are getting at a time like this when there's no money coming through the door
1: well can I just add that Arsenal are the only team that have at least publicly taken a pay cut by the way so you know as, as much as I've been you know admonishing them for some of the bad things they've done Gunasaurus, the 55 redundancies, they are the only team that have taken a pay cut. Um, I mean, this has come at a bad time in terms of the fact that as well, the Premier League are not being very supportive of the clubs underneath them, the EFL. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're that keen to provide support to them. And I was really surprised by Sean Dyche and his com- comments where, you know, he was saying, well, why should we support them? You know, if we support them, Let's see what's happening out in wider society. Are the bankers supporting the you know the investment bankers supporting the people below them? And sure, Dash can be a bit blunt. Yeah, but I mean, you're surprised that someone like that, good old boy, working class guy, man of the people, yeah. would would be so quick. I mean, it wasn't that long ago Burnley were in the lower levels to be so quick to forget where he's come from. He's changed, Sean Dice. You've changed. Well, <laughs> you know, he's,
0: he's a Premier League manager.
1: But, but I, mean, I I think if I'd heard it out of the mouths of anyone else in the top six, yeah. I'd have been less surprised but to come out of his mouth I was thinking, wow, that, if, he's, if he's saying that, God knows where the rest of the Premier League are. So mm. has to be said, the Premier League have not covered themselves in glory during this time. Um, and as you said to me in your text, the streets don't forget. So we'll, the streets
0: we'll, will never forget. We'll,
1: we'll wait and see how that that um, ends out. Um, and then let's just finish up by looking ahead to uh, when football comes back, which isn't that far away we hope. Well, I mean football's happening at the moment but I'm talking about the real stuff.
0: Real non-international stuff, yeah. right? Um, so we are facing the might of Dominic Calvert-Lewin.
1: Come on now. You're worried though, aren't you? He's into
0: double figures and their new super-duper midfield. So you did message me to say, oh, they yeah. can finish top six. Yeah. I, I brushed that yes, aside. Yes, you did. And now, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm beginning to <laughs> yeah. to to revise my view <laughs> yeah. and consider that
1: maybe they could do yeah. top six i think they look better to me than leicester did
0: right that that's Sorry. now don't forget leicester brush aside man city yeah they got polished off by west ham afterwards but yes. this is going to be a very up and down season and Agree. everton's downs when they come they're going to
1: hit okay. hard okay so everton have ancelotti big plus leicester have brendan Rodgers. they are different managers and that is what makes me think that Everton are more capable. I will not
0: have someone slandering the name of Brendan <laughs> Rogers. Come on, man. Right? Never forget that 5-1. Anyway, on to the Merseyside derby. It's the first one where I think Everton, in a long time, maybe since Klopp's been there, Everton are going in at least on level footing. Yes. And with a chance to go, I think you'd say six points clear. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because i have had yeah. a perfect record yeah, up yeah. until now. The, the, yeah, So... Actually, the pressure is on them. yeah. And I do feel that Liverpool, by that point, with Alcantara back in the team, with Mane back in the team, okay, with that guy still in between the sticks, <laughs> but with some players back in, yeah. in the fray and Henderson potentially I mean, who's worse, Adrian
1: or Pickford? We don't know. <laughs> it
0: is, is very close, right? <laughs> but one is just going for a rough spell because he's English, isn't he? Yeah. It? And um, so I think... Looking back at recent games, they've all been pretty pants. I think we're due a decent match now. Because okay. We've had like two or three nil-nils. I think we could scrape it, but I'll take a score draw.
1: Oh, okay. You'll take a draw. So I'll that's, a, that's, that's where draw. you're at now with Everton.
0: After what happened to us in the last <laughs> football match, I don't know what kind of psychologists they've had on the case, <laughs> but we need someone to do some work.
1: I mean, I think the disadvantage for Liverpool is this is coming after international internationals. And so... Maybe there's a bit more disruption. Um I I mean Everton, their 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 key players would have had to have gone away as well. But um I I do see Everton potentially winning this game. And I I would predict i would predict an Everton win.
0: They're overdue. I mean, it's been like since what? Tim Cahill was there. Yeah. As we're reminded every time he's blabbering on, <laughs> on Sky Sports since they last beat us in the Merseyside Derby. So I think they could win it. Yeah, I, I think they may uh, my, well win. I'm, my only fair. What, what I need to know, I'm unclear on this. If the season were to end yeah. after 10 games because of COVID, yeah. are they announced champions?
1: I think it's on points, isn't league? it? It's, is it? is it average points average, I think? Is that what they agreed?
0: What does that points average mean after 10 games? Surely it's what your points total
1: is. Well, I guess. Or point, well, yeah, I guess that's what it works out as. But
0: uh, How many games do you have to have played? For that to become reality. If the season had to end tomorrow, would would there be a,
1: a nah, champion? Nah, no, that would just be a season that never happened. Okay, so I how think many, you must. How many games I think you it? must have to complete at least half your games.
0: Okay. At so least we, half. We don't have it for for certain. But
1: Listeners, we will find out for next time.
0: Yeah, and hopefully you don't Google till then, just uh, hold tight <laughs> yeah. until the next pod. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that's the only way they could potentially finish top four. Oh,
1: Everton? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, please,
0: uh, name me four sides. I'm oh, sorry, I'll name you four sides. Yeah, That will definitely finish above okay. Everton. Okay, and Maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. So Liverpool definitely finish above Everton. If you say so. Man City. Okay. Chelsea. If you say so. Man United. If you say so. Spurs.
1: Okay. So I, I mean, any team could finish above them, theoretically. I, I think what will happen is I think United are looking slightly rocky at the moment. They might sort themselves out. But as somebody pointed out, they are a team that go on these kind of winning streaks and then they don't. Well, they got
0: Edison Cavani to throw up that defence.
1: Yeah, help. well, so there you go. So, you know, unless Harry Maguire sorts out his head or whatever it is he needs to sort out, you know, they, they need to sort themselves out. I'm not so sure about Chelsea. I think they might feel the pressure of... of I think Frank Lampard will start to feel the pressure of, of the signings he's got to you deliver. You think he's
0: going to lose his job this season, don't you?
1: I do, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, you know. <laughs> you said it a bit too much there.
0: <laughs> yeah. You just slapped your knee there.
1: I do. Um, I do think he might lose his job. But they've invested more money than most clubs, and so they've expected to deliver. Most economies, let's be fair. Well, exactly. So, um, and I, you know, so I'm very suspicious of Chelsea and Man United absolutely guaranteeing themselves top four i think they have to particularly chelsea but i don't see that necessarily happening i think everton you've got a stable squad they're not in europe are they they're not in europe so they've not got that extra pressure i feel i feel like everton could do what leicester did
0: you think they could win the league
1: i mean not maybe win the league but they could do what leicester did in terms of being that small team that you know that rises that rises and that you know they they basically rely on a core set of players that just get them through the season with minimal I th- games.
0: I, th- I think you could do that if you had a stable keeper. Kasper Schmeichel, he's not a nine out of ten keeper, but he is a yeah. solid seven and a half most weeks. I know. is a flipping car crash.
1: I mean, it doesn't that actually amaze me not many more people have come in for Kasper Schmeichel, um, you know, um, as a keeper. I think you to want to stay. Photo. Well,
0: So who have you got this, this weekend? So
1: we have got City. Um, and I mean, you've said they're another team definitely guaranteed to finish top four. So I would have said that at the beginning of the season. And I'm not just basing this on the results they've had early doors. Um, but I do feel like City are going through that phase that, you know, when sometimes you're just at the end of a cycle. And I, I feel like they might be kind of going, that, that might be you happening to You think
0: a team managed by Pep Guardiola with... Yeah. Aguero and Jesus to come back the likes of Sterling Bernardo and Kevin De Bruyne, a player of the season, yeah. having dropped £100 million on centre-backs with Edison and goal, yeah. will maybe not qualify for top four. I
1: mean, it's more likely they will. I just don't think they're as dead cert as everyone seems to think they are because I just feel like... And it, maybe it's Guardiola coming to the end of his yeah. natural managerial cycle of that team. It doesn't feel like he's getting the best out of those players Let's you be mentioned be
0: fair, a complete flop for pep this season is probably a league cup and finishing fourth
1: yeah okay and, and he, he could do that yeah. that's right yeah. he could do that i just feel like they don't have the same but motivation. the question is how
0: are you going to cope with them this weekend
1: well so now that's a real test right so it's ma- arteta master versus pupil pupil versus master whichever way you want to put it parte hopefully um, he can come straight into the team for that.
0: What do you think he can bring to the party? <laughs> Continue, sorry.
1: Yeah. So hopefully we will not cancel each other out so it turns into some dour passing side-to-side fest. I think we need to attack City, which we did fail to do against Liverpool. So I'm really, really hopeful of a result and I can't go beyond a result for us that is either a draw or a win. Because I think hoping for a win might be a bit too much.
0: What do you think is going to happen?
1: I think we could get a draw. I think that's what will happen.
0: I think there's every chance you could go into that having looked at what's happened in the rest of the league with a bit of positivity and winding yourselves. Go into that game and look to win that thing.
1: We should, but...
0: Also... Bearing in mind what you did to them in the FA Cup. I know it's a different competition yeah. something happens, something magical happens in that Arsenal. But I do think that you should be going there looking to really
1: well. Hurt them. The difference was uh we played the FA Cup at, Wem- at Wembley. We seem to like winning at Wembley. And also that um I I wouldn't want us to play the same way because that's how we played against Liverpool. And I think You're if, in the city. Yeah, I well, thought you were very as it was expensive as you could have been. Well, you I, got the early
0: goal, I, I, and it I, really hurt. I, them.
1: I felt we we sort of invited the pressure on until we got into that position where we then were able to kind of come out yeah. from the back. And but our, I don't want us to be too reliant. That's why I'm hoping Thomas Partey will help in that sense that we're not too reliant on being defensively good to start with before we spring a counter attack. Um, I I so honestly, if we Lose this game the way we lost the Liverpool game. I will start to question Arteta. Well,
0: what does that mean? You'll wonder whether he's the right person for the job because yeah. you're still at that. I'm. I'm that that point where you're unable to go to a top six team and really and, impose yourself
1: and win in and win. Yeah, it's like yeah. win when like or be in a position where you should be, as you said, like going into it at least not if not favourites, you know. you've got a good shout of winning this game and
0: yeah because let's face it if Tottenham went to City tomorrow you'd
1: expect them to have a good chance of winning
0: they would expect to have an opportunity to win exactly even I was going to say the E word no I'm stretching it but Man United did City over three times this season
1: yes I do think Everton could do City over too, right? They've got the pace, they've got the penetration. I feel like we lack in attack and in creativity. So for me, this is a big test for, and it's a, it'll be a, a big test of my faith in Arteta as well. So there's a lot riding on this game for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were five games in and Rose is saying it could, it could all be curtains well, for Arteta in well, terms of his prospects. I'm pretty sure the club will stand City. by him. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure the club will stand by him, and I'm yeah. not quite ready to get my plane out with the banner that says Arteta out. Why
0: do we make these sweeping statements as, <laughs> as fans? Huh. This is this is match day five, yeah.
1: Because there's so much you can tell in these early stages. I don't want this to be another false dawn. We saw most it with teams United City and just get dealt with. We saw it with Unai Emery, is what I'm saying. Yeah. He was good in certain situations and not so good in other. And I don't want this to be another failed Unai Emery experiment. And I, I'm not yet in that group that is 100% convinced.
0: I think the bigger mental barrier for you should be, like, even if you were to lose this game 3-0, it's going to hurt, it'd be disappointing, you have negative feelings, I get it. But the biggest barrier for you guys, in terms of away top six fixtures, is Man United. Because you've gone there in all kinds of circumstances, yeah, with yeah. Their, their chin's right on the floor. Yeah, we went there during the David
1: Moyes era. Struggled and, to scrape yeah. a
0: draw or got defeated it's like come on just get over
1: it i don't worry about that so much because united is just one of those weird it's like the bermuda triangle you go there and things weird things happen
0: Liverpool haven't beaten them since Yeah. yeah
1: it just it feels like a weird place when we go there it's just what like you said it's not a real reflection of where we are as a team this city game is different so not to put pressure on arteta but there's a lot riding on this game and i hope that he's not wasting this time Like, I hope he's not enjoying his Sunday. I hope he's, like, planning, planning. I mean, need I remind you, a lot of his
0: players aren't there, Rosie. So he could still be doing
1: the planning. He should be, like, literally, whatever his managers do, talking to himself, putting up his charts, drawing his tactical, whatever it is, he should be doing that because... You do
0: realise he's not playing the game.
1: Well, but he's not playing, but he's managing, right? So he should be telling them exactly where they need to be, when they they need to be there. (laughs) <laughs> and for, ready for when they come back. I mean, we're, we're playing on Saturday. When do players get back? Friday? Some no some probably. There's not going
0: to be a, much of an opportunity for lots of coaching. But anyway, yeah, those are the two big fixtures. What do you think is going to be the rough points total to win this league this season? Because they won't. <laughs> we know there's not going to be an undefeated team unless no. Everton do something miraculous. No, so. uh,
1: there won't be. I I, I think it will be low. I mean you you did it on um
0: you're not going to need 99. You're not going to need 99. I mean we we didn't need 99. Are we going
1: this with year? the 99ers is that your the the flakes was that what we okay, agreed? Oh, the
0: flakes, oh. wow. Well. So uh,
1: but but I think I'm I'm
0: I'm thinking around 85 86 point mark.
1: I think 70 Will win it 70? Yeah, I'll tell you why. 70,
0: you're, lo- Dude, you're losing like eight games in a season, maybe well, drawing another five.
1: No, 70, you're not finishing the season, and I'm very doubtful. Oh, I see. <laughs> you're finishing <laughs> the season. So I think you'll get to 70. We'll be wherever we are at that point, and they might cancel it. And whoever's whoever's there oh, okay. is. Oh, um, see, so you're yeah. making
0: societal and medical predictions.
1: I, it doesn't look great at the moment.
0: I'm <laughs> um, so. Well, I mean, what? There's only five players that have dropped out of the public violence <laughs> squad <laughs> as we pod.
1: Not to mention we've got Euro 2021 supposedly happening. So, you know, I think... They At some
0: point, they're going to need to make a call, aren't yeah. they, on
1: these international fixtures. They need to make all international fixtures. And if they have just to... Just play st- it on
0: FIFA and be done.
1: If they have to stop for any reason, then they're going to probably just say, look, let's can it now. Otherwise, we're not going to have a, a European championship. And so I think 70 points. Whoever gets to 71st is probably going to be guaranteed to win it, to lift it.
0: I'm happy for us to be Asterix FC if it's us this season. Oh, I'm totally happy for Arsenal I'll, to be Asterix I'll, I'll FC. I completely take that because I want that twenty.
1: Um, so you know, I would take it, and it would, you know, it definitely cement Arteta's place in my heart, in all Gooners' hearts. I think.
0: Yeah, as long as he does not lose to City this weekend, it's
1: a big game. It's a big game, Andy. So. We've covered that. We've covered the, the predictions. Did we give actual score predictions? Are we still doing that? Or are we just saying I think we've
0: given up. win, so, lose, draw? Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen no. from one week to the next. No. Win, lose, draw. The the,
1: the scoring and the defending is out of control. It's, so, it's out of the window. Yeah. yeah. So you've predicted Everton, uh, you've predicted a draw? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to go for score, I've draw. predicted a win. Yeah.
1: I've predicted a draw in our game against City. What have you predicted?
0: I didn't. I said you should go in look to win.
1: Okay, what are you predicting?
0: I think you will draw.
1: Okay, all right, so we're agreed. Or we agreed that we're at the end of this podcast as well.
0: Yeah, I should think so.
1: Okay, well, until next time. When's the next time? This time next week, we agreed on it.
0: <laughs> I'll give you a call. I okay. won't be around at your house. I'll give you a call.
1: All right, okay. Until then, I've been Guna Rose.
0: And I'm still Mr. Drew. Still champion.
1: Yeah we're still FA Cup winners 14 times.
0: <laughs> okay. Next till next time. Bye. Bye.